Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. I saw a photo of you and I got uh, very jealous. Not uh-huh. because I saw a photo of you on a golf course. I could care less. Uh-huh. I saw you with another man. Oh. And I don't it. like it. <laughs> I don't like you being so close in a photo and looking so happy with another man. Right. I can't have it. So enough of this going away. Gotcha. Yeah, that was uh, that was Sam Cosentino. I don't want to know his name. <laughs> Just throw it Rub right it in, in my face. face. <laughs> uh, the best part about that picture was uh, shorts and a golf shirt. Mm-hmm. It was sunny and about 19 degrees. Oh, I'm glad to see you actually... Finally, as you say all the time, I'm always just in my room and studying stats. I'm glad you actually got out and did something. Well, that was after the game. Yeah, but to be honest, I I hope to do some more. At least we flew out Sunday morning. And I took the early flight thinking, oh, if I can get an extra few hours in the sun and warmth and and fun, it'd be great. It was pouring rain the entire day in Tampa on Sunday. And I'd heard, um, you know, talking to some people, they said that it's been a horrible winter there, mm-hmm. that they'd had a lot of rain. In January was really bad. Uh, February wasn't bad until we got there. And then, of course, it poured rain when I got there. So you left Sunday morning, but when, when was the game? Sunday night or uh, Monday? Monday night, yeah. We always fly in the day before just to make sure you know delays or right. cancellations on the flights. And that's kind of Roger's rule. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Or is that your rule? No, it's it's Roger. Generally, <laughs> generally the rule is get there. Let's get get in the day before, and that way they know that flights and everyone's gotten there, and they don't have to scramble to find replacements. It's a good way to explain it to Adrian, I think. Uh huh. Well, I mean, honestly, I if 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 it were me, I would have such well, especially with kids still in the house. Right. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, well, I got a game Wednesday, but I got to fly Sunday. If I had had the opportunity, I would have flown out Friday night or Saturday. <laughs> I would have walked. <laughs> Problem is, and I looked at it. I I honestly did, but Saturday, like the flights were like three times the price mm. to go on a Saturday to Tampa, right? So uh, that one tougher to justify. And Adrian would have been fine with this. I don't think so. I didn't, didn't explain this part of the plan. <laughs> Just score an extra day on the family day weekend away from the family. Yeah, yeah. I think I think most spouses would be like, uh, okay, the game is Monday night. You yeah, can, you can go last minute. You don't need to leave seventy two hours before. That's right. I had exactly, uh, I think, sixty hours from door to door. And you only had the one game to call? Yep. That was the Monday night. That was the Monday night game, yeah. And then what the hell happened Tuesday and Wednesday? What do you mean Tuesday and Wednesday? Well, I got back uh, at about 1 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday, so. No, I know, but if the game was Monday night, yeah, so what I, happened all day Tuesday? I went golfing. Oh, so you stayed over deliberately to golf. I stayed. I I, I took, well, so you always fly back Tuesday. Right. But instead of taking, like, whatever, the 10 a.m. flight, I took the 10 p.m. flight. I see. Yeah. I see. I took the late flight. I delayed the flight back. I see. To have some fun in the sun, Craig. No, I, I'm glad you did. Yes. Unless, like I said, I, 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 first of all, I haven't bought into the BS about being in the room the entire time anyhow. <laughs> I think you're completely full of crap. But, okay, we'll play that card. Sure. I, you know. Uh, I'm still not quite sure how you need all that time before a, a three-hour hockey game. But anyhow, that aside, uh-huh. I am happy you got out and had fun. I'm just not happy you're doing things with another fella.
If you know uh, anything about me, you know that I uh, love biographies. I love any docs. I will I will uh, follow the story of somebody's life, even if it's something that they're doing that I could care less about. And I was on Amazon Prime, and I stumbled upon a documentary called Bye Bye Barry. Okay. And it's the story of Barry Sanders and the Detroit Lions. Oh, right. Yeah. Now, I had heard the, uh, the history or the, uh, the, the story around Barry Sanders when I got to Windsor because he was gone by the time I arrived. But it's like him and Gordy Howe. That, yeah. You know, that's it. That's all they ever wanted to talk about. And, uh, some of my, uh, my family, so my son's, uh, girlfriends, her parents are massive Lions fans living down there. And of course, uh, they loved Barry Sanders. And, uh, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll watch this. And, um, as much as I could really, you know, as I've said, care less about sports, but this guy was like a rubber band. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I was, Really, truly impressed about how he could take that ball and weave his way through a dozen guys. Well, and he would make professional defensive football players mm. look like like toddlers, like college kids, <laughs> like out there. Yeah. like you know, he would bounce off of them like a ping pong ball. Yeah, yeah. And, and when you were around like talent like that, you know, we love to sit on the sidelines on our couches and mm. complain about, oh, this guy's a pylon, this guy's that. You know? And then you get out there and you realize, yeah. you know, you could play, <laughs> you could play one hand touch, one finger touch <laughs> against Barry Sanders and never touch him. Yeah. And even now at his <laughs> current age. So I haven't seen the whole thing. So I don't know all the details of why he split. I'm going to assume because the lions stunk and he just had enough of being there. But, uh, you would have thought, and again, I got to get through the whole thing, but he still had years on his contract and why he didn't just ask to be traded. And he was at the height of his, like he was healthy and could yeah. have carried on yeah. and would have set the all time running record, which I think ended up going to Emmett Smith, I believe. Anyhow. Yeah. If you're a, a football fan just just for the highlight reels they show of him running yeah. it's crazy well uh, you know he's one that you need to see bo jackson is mm. another one mm. I, I saw a, like, just a reel of his come up the other day and it was just him snapping bats <laughs> and it it's unbelievable right <laughs> like the strength that that man had like yeah. at one point he struck out and in frustration he put his bat over his helmet mm. and then just pulled it down and snapped it like most, <laughs> most would get a concussion from oh that. my goodness there's, there's no way no. There's, there's, you couldn't do anything or he would like the way he snapped it across a leg yeah like it looked like we couldn't do that with a toothpick <laughs> I know. I know, I know. I listen. You're you're right about what you say when when people talk about when they're you know armchair quarterbacks and this guy's a stiff and that guy's a stiff. I, I you've seen it certainly a lot more than I ever have. But I've had the occasion to be like at an arena where there's an old time hockey thing going yeah. on, and some guy who was a stud in the NHL in the eighties. It still could do laps oh, around yeah. almost everybody. Right. You know, and they're at 55 plus or whatever. Oh, you look at the Leaf fans that sit around the GTA on their couches and, and say, oh, Dion Phaneuf was a pylon. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like, he would drive you through the boards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just by warming up. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is very impressive. So yeah, if you're a football fan, and if you are certainly a, a fan of uh, Barry Sanders.
Andrews. And I guess he's, he's written a book. And I, from what I understand, he's made up with the lines. He's, he works with them again on some. Right. Some, yeah. Community stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's a truly impressive documentary. I believe it's National Margarita Day, so this is a, a good time to talk about this. I enjoy a margarita. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd kill a margarita right about now. Um, somebody figured out how many words there are in the English language for being drunk. And there is a lot of them. Uh, many of them are from Britain. Not quite sure why so many words come out of Britain for being drunk. <laughs> I'm not pointing fingers or anything. They get a lot of pubs. Yeah, they do. 546 different words. Wow. For being drunk. Yeah. That's why it is said learning the English language is very difficult. Yes. It's uh, because we just, you know. Well, you need 546 to describe one thing. Yeah. And sometimes one word describes eight things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not easy. Um, so you've got your classics like hammered, wasted, tipsy, trash, smashed, loaded. Yeah. You got the very formal inebriated. Right, of course. But then there's terms that I never heard of. Mm, bladdered, mullered, pickled. I know, pickled. Pickled, yeah. Cabbaged, sozzled, fuddled, <laughs> corned, skunked, <laughs> stonkered, trousered, berry. I guess I've heard skunk drunk before. Yeah. But I wouldn't describe it as skunked. Squiffed. Wow. That just sounds dirty. Right. Be liquored? Yeah, all right, makes sense. Yeah. She wasted. <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds like something that Wayne's world would have said. Uh, exactly. She wasted, dude. <laughs> so, yeah. Is that just a drunk person trying to say wasted Maybe. and slurring their words? <laughs> oh, put that in the dictionary. Yeah. So uh, we will, uh, throughout the day, go over all 546. <laughs> I wouldn't mind getting a little cabbaged right about now. Mm. You, want to, you want to turn it on and get fuddled? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> that jelly roll, he's some kind of fella. I was uh, sharing with Katie yesterday that I guess he had won uh, Country Music Artist of the Year at the People's Choice Awards. Okay. But he wasn't there. He couldn't be there because he was at a juvenile detention center Working with wayward kids. Wow. Like, that because I think he did time at He's one point. He's had a past, yeah. yes. Uh, and so he said, look, and I had committed to these kids that I was going to be there. And uh, he says, I wasn't going to let them down. So he bailed on an award show where he would have been handed the Country Music Artist of the Year to go sit in a detention center. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. I would have bailed on those kids. <laughs> <laughs> I got no word show to get to. I don't know about you guys, but I'm country music artist of the year. You're doing something about me. I got to go do it's, this. That's right. You guys are going to be here another six to eight months. Anyhow. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. <laughs> I can't find you. I'll, I'll get to you. I'll slide it in. Oh, you're here for six six more years. Oh, we got lots of time. Um the other thing we talked about uh, yesterday was uh, this company who's decided to uh, make beer cans that men can hump. Because as we know, men want to hump anything, you know, vacuums, whatever we can stick our business in. And I guess I don't know much about it. I haven't seen photos. I was scared to open that up yeah, on a work computer. Probably a good call. But I guess. and It, and it begs a lot of questions. Katie, I think uh, she seems to believe it would be like a fleshlight. Now, if you don't know what a fleshlight is, it's basically a handheld vagina 
that has the inside feel of the real thing. Right. Um, so I, but I they're making assume, a beer can. Yeah. That you so could, does it hold the beer? I think it's an empty. I think you drink it, and then you pump it. <laughs> I don't know. I know they're calling it like the shag or something, and I said they should call it the pounder. I, we're do just you, do you need to select your size, like the small, little, thin can that they have, or Again? or a king can? Not sure. <laughs> I'm going to go with the big boy. I'm going to, the bad boy. <laughs> There's not much point because <laughs> it's just air around it anyway. It's very strange. And I would hope they would uh, shave down the uh, the sides. There'll be some scratching. Or smooth that out. Yeah, yeah, smooth that out. Anyhow, so so beer cans seem to be a thing right now. And there's this guy called the Redneck Dad. And he posts videos with uh, beer can life hacks. Things like uh, if you don't have any dryer sheets, that's easy. He says just toss an empty beer can into the dryer. You get rid of all the static electricity. Okay. That's a life hack right there with a beer can. Wouldn't all of your stuff smell like beer? Like warm, wet beer? Maybe if it's empty. Well, it's an empty beer can. Right. It's always got a little bit in there. Yeah, maybe you could rinse it out before you... (laughs) Take take the cigar butts out of there. (laughs) Redneck Dad isn't thinking everything through. Uh, he says you can turn a beer can into a lantern. Basically, you cut two wings in the can so that there's room inside for a candle. The light bounces off the reflection on the sides, plus it's shielded from the wind on the back. Right. So, if you're camping, that's or romantic. maybe you break down at the side of the road, although cops, I don't think, are happy to find you with empty beer cans yeah, in the that's, car. That's right. And he says, finally, uh, use a can opener, remove the top of the beer can, and the edges should be smooth. Now you have yourself a beautiful vase or a toothbrush holder, mm. which is very classy in the bathroom. <laughs> like you're in the midst of doing a bathroom reno. That's right. I would suggest. It's just that dangerous. I'm going to get you a gift, a little bathroom warming gift. Once the renos are done, I'm going to take the top off a Coors Light can, and I want you to present that on the uh, on the countertop. I think it'll bring the value of your home right. up at least $100,000. You think? Jimmy Kimmel. Might be uh, bailing on his uh, talk show. What? Jimmy Kimmel Live. He says he's got a couple of years left in his uh, final contract, and this might be it. He says, I hate to even say it because everyone's laughing at me now each time I think that, and then it turns out to not be the case. He adds, I still have a little more than two years left on my contract, and that seems pretty good. That seems like enough. He says, I could change my mind, of course. I'll take the summer off and... And I'll start going, yeah, I think I miss it. I mean, from the outside looking in, we look at this and and say, I mean, he's made a a ton of dough. Mm -hmm. If he wanted to retire and do nothing, he could. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, you look at it and go, it's not that hard a gig. And if they're still going to pay you incredibly to do it, why wouldn't you max out? (laughs) <laughs> and keep doing it for a little while longer. Yeah, I mean, Letterman, I think, still holds the record uh, for the longest uh, late-night talk show host. But the world has also changed, and maybe just Jimmy sees that it's, you know, it's starting to yeah. dry up. I mean, most of the, these clips you see of Kimmel or uh, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, and most of it's just six-minute YouTube snaps, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you this. I, I, I think the online... Hate or just the the the, the anti social media—it's mm-hmm. got to be a tough racket 
uh, on anyone in that business or in, in the Hollywood business at all. Because, I mean, yeah, there are egos involved with it, but but people are people. Mm-hmm. You no know, one likes to be to talk trash about all the time. And there are so many people that just love to go on and bitch and moan and spread crap. Well, Kimmel has dealt with certainly other celebrities taking shots at him. He had the, the battle there recently with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, but they, you know, but Kimmel also brings it on himself. I mean, we've seen on a much smaller scale that when we have discussed anything political, uh, we've had some real anger uh, yeah. from, from some listeners who were either, you know, pro left or pro right. And so if you're going to dip your toe into that water, then I guess you've got to expect yeah. to get some, uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, you, you, you go in and you surround yourself generally with people who like you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you don't hear that side of it as often, but everything you do mm-hmm. is just, you know, people uh, just love to throw stuff out there at you. And I don't think he's like, I think he's probably younger than me. So, you know, he'd probably be early to mid-50s. He's got a young family, too. He's got right? a young family. Yeah, like you said, I'm sure he's got enough dough to, to support, though. I'm sure oh, he's yeah. fine. And maybe he's got other things he wants to, to try and do. But that being said, you look at Letterman, who's still doing stuff. Yeah. You know, Seinfeld, the great example of, you know, a guy who doesn't have, he wakes up and makes more money than most people make in their lifetime. Yeah. And, and has already made by the time he opens his eyes. But still, we'll be out there touring and... Talking about you know a Seinfeld movie or something, still mm-hmm. still working on projects just because it fulfills them. It is odd to me Seinfeld. Uh, it's it's interesting that yeah he he still tours, but like he'll he'll go to like these small markets, like he'll yeah. play like Peterborough and Oshawa, oh, yeah, yeah Windsor, you know Barry. It's yeah. it's uh, it's why <laughs> it's February and you're in Barry, Ontario. What are you doing, Jerry? But, that's what he uh, because, because to him, it's a room with with faces, yeah, and that's it. Because he helicopters in before and after the show, yeah. It's it's not like he's staying at the travel lodge, <laughs> <laughs> parked up because right. he's there for three nights. Remember when Elton John was doing that small little tour in places like Oshawa and, and Windsor, and he'd play like the local OHL arena and you know get six thousand people out. And yeah, he literally would fly into like the Oshawa airport. They, yeah, they would limo him over to the arena. He would do, it, and he'd be gone and back to his condo in New York that night. Or whatever, yeah, you know? but at his level, playing for six thousand is like playing a pub now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's mm-hmm. probably got that intimacy feel that he used to have when playing at the pub. You know, and it was, and it shows the height of his talent because I saw him at the uh, the arena uh, in Windsor where the Spitfires play, and it was just him and his piano, and mm. it, it was amazing. You know, and you think, oh, you don't. When you really have tons of talent, you don't need the light show and the fire and the flames and all of that. Right. Just sing a song and play your piano, and uh, if you're really good, you'll be really entertaining. So, anyhow, we'll see what uh, what happens with Kimmel. Also, the job itself, I'm sure he um, is involved every day in the writing, and but he's also got a staff of writers and producers, and it is only one hour a day, which is really like 44 minutes when you figure out the commercials. Right. Uh, so it seems for all the dough he makes, it's a pretty simple gig. 
But, nope. but Guillermo's trying to get him to hang on for a little while. <laughs> oh, <longer. yeah>. Guillermo's <laughs> desperate. <laughs> whoa, whoa, no Jimmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really think out of them all, out of him, Fallon, and Stephen Colbert, I think they're stand-up. I think Kimmel is the best at it, the opening monologue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just so, so funny. Um, Christina Aguilera, if you've got a Christina Aguilera fan in your house, uh, she is a teaming up with an Airbnb to offer an exclusive stay at a Mountain View home just off the Las Vegas Strip. And the perks are uh, pretty wild. The house has four bathrooms, four bedrooms, an infinity pool, fully stocked kitchen. You'll also get a free burlesque lesson with a professional choreographer, and you can get made up by Christina's Glam Squad for a boudoir photo shoot. Wow. The booking also includes a meet and greet with Christina herself. Okay. Plus VIP tickets to her Vegas residency show. And perhaps most importantly, you'll go home with a full range of products from Christina's sexual wellness brand, Playground. Really? So you'll get some sex toys. (laughs) I'm in. (laughs) What happens in Vegas? Oh, yes. And I've always been a, I've been a fan. Not, right. not of her music, necessarily. <laughs> but she's not hard on the eyes. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.